Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to SpinFL. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Skiff Misara. We are two Americans living in Sweden. Talking. About football. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Oh man, that's fun. I think that went too long though. A little too long. Whatever. I mean, you know, it was a crazy week of football. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, It was a crazy week of football, man. I mean, there were some very unexpected uh like games of the season almost in week nine yeah, it was and we don't we don't crazy. talk enough about our, our we don't talk a lot about our betting on here because that's for the for the people who are interested in that you know it's a little specific thing for patreon but right i'm just gonna say for the record that i'm never ever ever betting on mac jones again that's all i'm saying mm. man i learned my lesson ruined the parlay just thinking this guy was gonna have a coming out party when uh it's just not it. He's not it. Uh-uh. I watch him playing, and I feel like, nah, that ain't it, y'all. It's, it's, yeah. It's crazy. We'll get into that game later, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was it was astonishing. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little shocking to see what's going on over there. Yeah, man. I got a question for you. Is mm-hmm. Will Levis the real deal? I don't know. Actually, no. I think of it's too we, early. Of course not. I think it's too early to tell. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, let's do it. Uh, Thursday night football. Uh, Steelers beat the Titans twenty to sixteen. To me, yeah. this was a Will Levis back to earth game. Yeah. Uh, didn't play terrible. Right. But he was not in any way special as he was no. the week before. Um, he finally threw a pick, like I said he would. Mm-hmm. I told you mm-hmm. he was going to start doing this. Um, <laughs> this kid at Kentucky, I looked this up um, because, well, the reason why I looked it up is because there are no limits to my level of pettiness. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he played 24 games at Kentucky, and in those games he did throw quite a few touchdowns, to be fair, but he also threw 23 interceptions in 24 games. Um, oh, wow. So wow. I'm telling you, more picks are coming. I guarantee it. Um, and the one that he threw in this game was not pretty underthrown into triple yeah. coverage. <laughs> I yeah. mean, take your pick. I mean, it, 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 who was it? Quan Alexander picked it off. 
right? But there were like three guys. He had one guy, the receiver had a guy on his left, he had a guy on his right, and then there was a guy up front, Kwan Alexander, um, who coincidentally is a former LSU Tiger, also in the SEC. So he's probably picked Will Levis off before, for all we know. Um, Steelers weren't special. No, man. Five and three. Um, Oddly enough, yeah, it's – they just keep sacking wins. It's kind of – I don't know. Um, I, I Mike Tomlin, I, I guess. I, I, mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Like I – you know what I mean? Like On the other side, it was supposed to be that other guy that just doesn't uh, have losing seasons, Mike Vrabel. Mm-hmm. But well, that's actually like- – I feel like those – that's true, actually. Um, I mean, these are the two coaches who – who just figure out a way to stack wins for sure. Mm. I mean, the good news for the Steelers is that they were finally able to run the ball a lot better, mm-hmm. um, which they have had a hard time with that so far this year. They trailed for most of the game until Deontay Johnson finally caught his first touchdown in like, yeah. like what, over a year? This guy hasn't caught it. He didn't catch a touchdown last year. Um, oh, damn. And I think the last touchdown he, pass that he caught was like in the playoffs the year before. But when we talked about this game, you said their focus is going to be on Deontay Johnson. And you were right about that, man. Mm-hmm. They were really going, like, trying to get him the ball. It was You could tell there was a focal point. So I was I, as I watched it, I was thinking about you. I was like, man, Skiff really – he had that one. That was some mm-hmm. Skiff Stradamus stuff right there. Yeah. And can we please, just for a second, talk about T.J. Watt sacking Will Levis after getting his helmet ripped off? Was this just not the most amazing thing? It's <laughs> so yeah, cr- crazy. This I guy, had to watch this, that one twice. <laughs> this is also kind of what I what I was saying. You know, obviously, Will Levis lit up the Falcons in his first game with the four touchdown passes. And when I saw that they were going to play the Steelers the week after, as 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 much improved as the Falcons' defense has been this year, um, there we do not have a TJ Watt on our team. I mean, that is a scary man that you have to play against if you're a quarterback. Um, a man who has no problem continuing his pursuit to like bury you six feet underneath the earth, helmet or no helmet. He's just like, fuck it. I, oh, you want to rip that shit off? Where's the quarterback? Oh, I can see better now. There he is. <laughs> like, let me go get him. <laughs> I mean, that, that was that was pretty – that was brutal. I, Everybody's always four. talking about the advantages that uh, offenses have, but defense can keep playing without their helmet on. So there's that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. If an offensive player has the ball and the helmet comes off, the play dies. So That's... everybody can just relax. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah. But yeah, they're the the AFC North is 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 kind of interesting. I, I looked at mm-hmm. the standings. I don't know if a lot of people realize this. All four if the playoffs started today, all four teams from the AFC North would be in the playoffs right now. Everybody thought that was gonna be the AFC East, but the AFC North is really I kinda counted them out at the beginning of the year too, man, because they were all looking kinda shabby. Yeah, but they really uh, that division is really looking like the cream of the crop right now. I mean, you would definitely expect the Steelers to me. We don't have so far. We don't have one of these fake. Like, remember when the <clears throat> when we felt it was one year where the 
uh, the Vikings were undefeated forever, and it felt like, okay, this is not real. Um, wasn't that last year, or was it? No, that it was, was last year. year. All of, and then and the then Steelers was were the another, year before that. There was, a, yeah, I, I think the Steelers, I don't Remember predict, they were like 11-0? Yeah. We were I, like, I, it's time for them to lose, man. It was sort of two years ago. I would predict that the second half of their season, I think it will start to invert itself. I don't expect oh, them no. to continue to stack wins the way they've been doing now. Yeah. Uh, I haven't looked at their schedule, but I don't know. It's there are some encouraging things about the Steelers, and of course you can you can always trust Mike Tomlin. Um, but I just think their offense is so troublesome. Well, they're gonna they got the Packers mm. next, then they got mm. the Browns, right? Mm-hmm. And then they got the Bengals, probably L. Then they got the Cardinals, then the Patriots, then the Colts. It's actually not that hard of a schedule, so no. I don't know. Maybe I'll take then it back. Back to the Bengals and then Seahawks, Ravens. So they could lose the last three games of the season, but I see them like uh, the at worst case is nine and eight. Best case, twelve and five. That's that's Mike Tomlin for you. Nine and eight. Yeah, at least bare minimum. Yeah, that's interesting. Unless Trubisky has a lot of uh, playing time. Oof. The drop off between those two, man. Hmm. Well, not. I mean, it's, he's just irresponsible. Pickett might not be a world beater, but he's not going to be stupid. <clears throat> well, he, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he only, he went nineteen for thirty in this game. I just feel like he's just yeah. off. I don't. Yeah. He does not. He feels like the kind of quarterback that is only like. I feel like his floor and his ceiling are like on top of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like he, he, like he just, he's, he's not, I don't, at some point they're going to have to realize you're not going to, you're not going to do much with this guy. Yeah. This might be as good as it gets. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, man. Maybe year three, maybe a new OC. They might need some fresh offensive coordinator blood in there. Everybody's talking about Matt. Canada. Oh, that was it. They made a big deal about the fact that Matt Canada like was calling plays from the field instead of the booth. He's never done that, that before. And yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I think he's just that's some hot seat. Job. That's coordinator hot seat shit right there. Yeah, he literally got out of his seat in the booth because it was so hot. He had to come down <laughs> and cool off on sidelines. Exactly. Uh, I didn't know how to segue into this, but normally I can. But uh, the most anticlimactic game I've ever watched was mm. just like, just the toothpaste cum shot. <laughs> the last toothpaste squeeze out. <laughs> yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21 to 14. I mean. Frankfurt got was... robbed. You know, it's funny because it felt like. You know, at first, you know, the Chiefs – okay, first of all, the idea that the Chiefs were somehow going to be sleepy because they showed up later than the Dolphins, I mean, the Chiefs, that did not turn out to be true. They yeah. look they – But look the reason that, we said that, you got to remember the reason that people said that is because Buffalo did it just recently. No, I, I, of course, yeah, I know exactly why we said it. But I'm uh, just saying they came out and looked – that first drive oh – yeah, they, they, they put that to bed, man. They 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 looked amazing. I mean, they just moved right yeah. down the field. I think he threw like, 
he threw passes to like six different receivers in one drive. Yeah, and, man. You know, they just kinda... it don't get no better than that, baby. Yeah, exactly. It looks great. I was like, this is gonna be a long day. And then Miami didn't score. Miami didn't score the whole first half. And then that and they didn't fumble. Have, they didn't convert a third down until like late in the third quarter. Yeah, it was. I thought I, it was. I, thought, I was like, oh, it's blowout city. And then, uh, I, I, I thought we were gonna come back and like you know get that final score in before the half. It's kind of Mike McDaniel's thing. And yep. then that fumble question mark, fumble question mark. That was oh, like the Tyreek. Yeah, that did he have possession thing? You know, and all of that stuff. That fumble. Well, and there's great two- pitch back. Great pitch back. Yeah, great play by the Chiefs. I mean, yeah. they just played. They played. They just kept playing. They yeah. just kept doing doing their thing, which is what they're supposed to do. Um, yeah. But I agree. It, it, it not only is there it, is there reason to question whether he had possession, but it's also kind of a question of had his forward progress been progress. Yeah, you know what I mean. All of so that. there, there yeah. was that there was that end of it as well. So um, hold on to the ball though. I mean, if you could get it, if you could, like, it seemed like you never really had it in possession of it all. I don't know, man. It, you still shouldn't have been down fourteen to nothing anyway, right? And not throwing it downfield, and I was like, uh, well, why are we doing these uh, silly plays behind the line of scrimmage anyway? And to be fair, sadly, I, I would say that I, I feel like the Chiefs' defense deserves a gold star in this one. Hell yeah, because they look like they had a plan for Tyreek and they carried it out to perfection. Yes. As Miami did for uh, for Kelsey, it seemed like the two strategies were take away yep. Kelsey, take away Tyreek, and both teams did that. And the second half, the Chiefs did not score in the second half. Right. Dolphins did not score in the first half, and yep. I thought we were going to have what's a crazy finish to the game. And Miami finally got rolling a little bit, and they got rolling in the third quarter, then a scoreless fourth quarter, and then. Mm. A bad snap. The game ends on a bad snap. It's just so anticlimactic. That has to be one of the worst ways for a game to end. <laughs> yeah, but I, I left more encouraged by Miami's defense. Um, and and Chiefs fans have to be encouraged by their defense. Yeah, And uh, Patrick Mahomes said after the game that it's the best defense he's been a part of. Mm. Uh, so I believe him, man. They have really been hanging their hat on the defense as they figure out the offensive side and now they're head and shoulders above the rest of the AFC with a seven and two record. So kudos to them. And headed into their bye, I believe. I know we're on the bye. Yeah. Um so yeah I I wasn't too bummed. I just felt like uh (laughs) at the ending. I rather speaking of speaking of a team that should go goodbye uh, let's move on to the Vikings and the Falcons. Okay. Let's, I'm probably not going to, re- I don't have a lot to say about the actual, like specifics of the game. Okay. Um, the Vikings, the Vikings beat the Falcons 31 to 28. Now. Okay. When I, when I decided to talk about this game, <sighs> So pe- people who listen to this podcast, they, they've heard my rant before mm-hmm. about how the Falcons, they don't just lose games. <laughs> they, f- they find a way to take the concept of losing and they raise it to the level of an art form. 
Okay. <laughs> now, if you've heard this rant in the past and thought to yourself, come on, Skiff, you're overreacting. Yeah. I present to you week nine, <laughs> 2023 Vikings versus Falcons in Atlanta. Yeah. In Atlanta is key. If this happened on the road, it feels different. And by that, I mean that people who live in Atlanta actually paid to watch this happen. Okay. Mm. Hell, I even saw a Swede in, in the Facebook group who traveled to Atlanta to watch this happen. Damn. Okay. So let's do this. All right. Just to put it all into context so that you understand what I'm trying to talk about here with, with losing as an art form. Okay. Okay. Right. It's Taylor Heineke versus mm-hmm. Jaron Hall, a fifth mm. round rookie in his first NFL start. Mm. Right? Who, to be fair, I think we could have lost to that guy too. <laughs> yeah, I he mean, got hurt. He got hurt in the red zone, five yeah, yards outside the end zone. But you know, before he left the game with an injury, he he was five and six and had already thrown for seventy eight yards, so he was doing pretty good. Um. But this is kind of what I'm talking about. We, we don't lose to the rookie in his first NFL start again. We did that already. We did it last week to Will Levis, right? <laughs> Losing back-to-back weeks to rookies in their first NFL starts, is, it's just making the same mistake twice, okay? No, but losing to Josh Dobbs, who just joined the Vikings less than a week ago, a man who did not know the names of his teammates, much less the Vikings playbook. Josh Jobs took zero snaps with the offense this week. Zero. Okay. So that means he had never taken a snap from the center. He hadn't thrown a single pass to a Vikings wide receiver. Like he didn't even know the cadences that the quarterback needs to know in order to signal to the center that he should snap the ball. Like they were practicing that on the sideline because he didn't know. He's calling yeah. the plays. He's call- I read about this the day after, and I was like, this is insane. He is calling the plays that are coming into his helmet through the radio, but he doesn't know what the words mean. He doesn't know what the play – like he's calling out the play that's coming into his ears. So before they break the huddle, the players have to tell him what Oh, what the Wow. Is. Like the receivers wow. are telling him the routes they're going to run. The the running back is like, oh, oh, oh that's a run play. Ha- just snap the ball and hand it off to the right because I'm going to go that way. Like they're literally just drawing plays in the in the <laughs> dirt because Dobbs doesn't know the fucking playbook at all. Okay. Wow. That is what we lost to. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and no, no and, gave up 31 points to. Exactly. And another weird detail that wound up not really being relevant, but it was just interesting as hell and would have taken this like to the stratosphere. Josh Dobbs comes in for the injured Jaron Hall, but Cam Akers, we learned during the game, was the Vikings emergency quarterback in the event that something would have happened to Dobbs. But he left the game after injuring his Achilles. I'm convinced that even if Dobbs got hurt, the Falcons still would have found a way to lose this game. <laughs> and, and and did I mention that Josh Dobbs is from Alpharetta, Georgia, and grew up rooting for this ridiculous franchise as a child? Yeah. Surprisingly, honestly, no, you didn't mention the that. The details <laughs> that are wrapped inside of this game, I could go all day long. It, 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 but this is what I'm talking about, the, the concept of losing as an art form. Now – 
before we move on from this game, I just want to quickly shout out to the Minnesota Vikings. And yeah. I, I just want to say that this win, in all sincerity, I'm just glad this happened for your sake. Honestly, like, like it, it could not have happened to a nicer team. And yeah. one that I feel, it, I feel like the Vikings kind of share our virus, this this ridiculous high art loserness that the Falcons have. I feel like we're <laughs> the Falcons and the Vikings have like a weird kind of kindred spirit thing in that yeah. it, because of that. <laughs> and as baffled and as disappointed as I am, I, I'm just glad that we didn't do this against like some some dumbass shitty team like the saints or something Some, i'm glad we didn't do it against a team that wouldn't be able to appreciate the magnitude of how insane mm. it was like the yeah. vikings have been on both sides of crazy stuff like this so i feel yeah, like they don't forget morton I, anderson don't forget morton anderson yeah exactly we did it to them to go yeah. to the super bowl too so yeah. i i just i don't even really I, I have more to say later when we get to the superlatives related to arthur smith Mm, um, me too. But I, 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 I don't know, man. I really, I, I'm. I know it sounds stupid, but I, I just, yeah. Just, just stop it, Falcons. Just stop doing. It. <laughs> just stop. Uh, speaking of just stop, this is apparently what the uh, Cardinals said after the <laughs> first half of the game. Just stop. Yeah. Uh, it turns out uh, Clayton Tune is not the one. No, he's not good. No, I I don't know if I've seen passes that bad like in a while. Yeah, sometimes it looked like he was just like, you know what? I don't want to be out here anymore. Let me give it to the other two. Like <laughs> those interceptions were bad. He just was like, I'm sorry. It just felt like a game of apologies, and uh, the the Browns just rolled the uh, the Cardinals. And I don't have anything to say about it except for. He- Clayton Toon, Clayton Toon was 11 for 20, 58 yards passing, no touchdowns, two picks. <laughs> he lost a fumble, got sacked seven times. As a team, the Cardinals had 41 rushing yards. So, yeah. Deshaun and he had Watson, 28 of them. He had 28 yeah. of them. Clayton Toon. Yeah. So, Deshaun Watson, who himself was only 19 for 30, he, he didn't even have to be good. Um, I mean, you and I could have played quarterback for the Browns and won this game. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, Christmas came early for Miles Garrett when he found out. Oh, fifth round rookie Clayton Tune. <laughs> Hello, young man. Hello. Um, and okay, and news dropped today that the Cardinals expect Kyler Murray to start this week against the Atlanta Falcons. So that should be fun. <laughs> that should be really fun i was i was just starting to like the only thing i took away from like after that horrible loss to the vikings was like well you know what we got the Cardinals next week we have i mean we clearly gonna beat clayton tune we can't lose to three fucking shitty rookie quarterbacks we can't do it but no we're gonna get we're gonna, gonna get yoda. baby yoda with the fucking crazy crazy yeah. legs so yeah. anyway the uh, and we're gonna stick with the NFC West not being good. Uh, the uh, LA Rams mustered up three points Oof. behind Brett Rippon against the Packers, who needed some type of positive energy. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and Jordan Love twenty for twenty six. <clears throat> you know, 
little game manager style right there. Yeah, I, I will say this, though. I mean, the box score looks fine for him, but I'll say I, I, I still don't. He, yeah. Most of he this. Looks, yeah. The most of this happened like in the second half. Like this game was seven to three at the half. Yeah. Like the Packers, the Packers offense still looks very dysfunctional to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, if they're playing a team other than the Brett Rippon led Rams, they're probably going to lose this game. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, he might not I, be the guy, man. I think probably not. Um, yeah, I think probably not for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I think they're just a franchise that's coming down to earth. You know what I mean? You've had Hall of Fame quarterbacks for, what, 40 years? Yeah, so, like you know, you're seeing the same thing in Kansas City where you have a guy like Mahomes – who, you know, what's the most interesting thing about the Chiefs in the last two years is that you look at their receiver core and you think, eh, but Mahomes mm-hmm. figures out a way. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what Hall of Fame quarterbacks do, and Jordan Love yep. is not going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. So if you're going to rebuild this franchise, you're going to have to do it the right way. You might have to do it. You might have to do it in a way that you've never had to do it before for the Packers. So, yeah. I, and, is the current regime even capable of doing that? They've never had to. So I don't know. Um, it, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how – I wouldn't feel so great if I was a Packers fan right now. You won, I wouldn't either, man. But, yeah, we'll see. I feel better than uh, I felt if I was a Patriots fan, though. <laughs> Agreed. I have – no empathy oh for my god we thought this was gonna be mac jones coming out party the washington commanders are selling the selling everything they're having their fire sale on the defensive line is like, oh he's gonna have time he's gonna pick them apart and mm-hmm. i was like i hate the patriots and i was frustrated watching mac mac jones mm. but i forgot they were down those two receivers I forgot Parker was out and uh, their leading receiver was out. Forget his name. Burks or something like that? Well, why would that even matter when Mac Jones can't even, yeah. like, really land a target properly? I mean, this is the guy who – I mean, you're the one who describes him as the man with the most punchable face. Yeah, He was so bad in this game. 24 for 44, 220 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. I, I don't know if the receivers were running the wrong routes, but he threw so many balls over their heads. And in some cases, like, just to note, like, like he just threw balls to nowhere. And then he and, has a temper tantrum. Yeah, yeah. And he just gets mad running to the side. Like, oh, fuck! Like whoa, what's going on? Who's fault? But that's what made me think that people may have run the wrong routes or something. I don't know. Something. I mean, obviously the 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 Patriots. What are they? Two and six. Yeah. Two Two and seven. seven. Two and seven. I mean, something ain't right. You know what I mean? Like I. Obviously, it's just the wheels have completely come off over there. Um, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson had the only like really special moment of the game for the Patriots with that 64 yard touchdown run. Uh, and then, and then they just got picked apart by Sam Howell. 
You know? I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't believe it. And the, the Patriots, I know they're hurting on defense that with, through injuries. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I think you should be able to get to somehow more. I don't know. Everybody else does. I, I mean, they did sack him three <laughs> times. Um, I mean, I bet the NFL wishes they could take back next week's Germany game. Colts, Patriots. Oof. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Um, well, they got they got uh they did get the Dolphins and the Chiefs. <laughs> so. That's true. Um Man, that was this was bad, man. I'm I'm really happy, but I'm confused as well. Yeah. I mean, everything lined, you know, despite the fact that your Dolphins lost, everything lined up pretty good for you this week. I mean, yeah, man. else in your division lost too, so. Um, yeah, so and great. the Commanders are four and five, man. They're still in the hunt. I think the Commanders will continue to be that weird team that they win one week, they lose the next, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, la, 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 la. I just, I don't know. I mean, theoretically, they can make the playoffs, but I don't know. I don't see it. What do you think uh, about the Saints? I try not to think about them too much. Um, but I guess, you know, actually, you know what I think? Okay, so the Saints won 24-17 to against the Chicago Bears. I've said this Bears before. Bears put up a fight, man. They the Bears put up a fight, up a fight. I've said this before. To win the NFC South, it's, it's kind of like being chased by a bear. You don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than the idiots in your group. Uh, and outrunning the Bears, these Bears did not appear to be that difficult at all, especially when they turned the ball over five times. Yeah. Okay. Bajant had a fumble and two picks. DJ Moore had a fumble. Uh, Saints should have won this game by three touchdowns. Yes. You yeah, because I mean? that's what we bet on. <laughs> yeah. We bet uh, eight points spread, and they they won by seven. Like, are you kidding me? You're supposed to blow these guys out, man. So, I – Again, I mean, they won, but I'd be a little concerned by how dysfunctional. Yeah, they should have killed these guys. I will say this. For me, (laughs) there is nothing more fun than Taysom Hill. Like, and when I think about (laughs) Taysom Hill, I think about it like, like it must be so much fun to be Taysom Hill, like as a player. Yeah. I, I mean, he's everywhere. He, he's he's picking up key first downs. He led the Saints in rushing from the QB spot. He was one for one and threw a three-yard touchdown pass. Cherry on top, <laughs> he has four receptions for 13 yards and a touchdown. This is absurd. Like, he is so – I was sitting there watching the game with with my family. And, of course, you know, me and ASAC, we're familiar with Taysom Hill. So we're kind of used to him popping up in all these different spots. And But Joanna was like, wait a minute. Wasn't that guy just the quarterback? What's he doing? Like, why is he over there? Like, she, we were trying to explain the phenomena that is Taysom Hill to her. And through explaining it to her, I just kind of, I just couldn't help but just be kind of like, you know what? I, I, I've always kind of liked him. He's, yeah. Did you explain to her what a great white hope is? <laughs> no, she's familiar with that. <laughs> Uh, there was some hope uh, for the uh, Seahawks until the game started, <laughs> and then oh White. God. I mean, I'm sorry, Black Baker went to work, man. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. It's sort of interchangeable, isn't it? 
<laughs> White Gino and Black Baker. Yeah. Um, I, this is a cra- Did you hear the stat? Lamar Jackson is now eighteen and one against the NFC. That's absurd. They beat. They beat the. They even beat the top of the NFC with the Lions. They gave them a, a ass whoop and sent them home crying. So <laughs> sure did. Like, I, I uh, mean, I did think the Ravens would win this game, but I did not think the Seahawks would be a total no show. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks had twenty eight total rushing yards. Twenty eight total rushing yards. Yeah, I mean, what's up with Kenneth Walker, man? <clears throat> I mean, to be fair. I think Kenneth Walker is very good. I just think he – I don't know. I mean, he clearly ran up a buzzsaw in, in the form of my man, former Bulldog, Rokon Smith, and, and his buddies who were like, falling out. Um, I mean, the other problem was that Gino looked terrible. Yeah. I mean, he looked terrible. Even you when he wasn't that throwing – Yeah, and, and even <laughs> – even when he wasn't throwing picks, like some of his passes were just like, oh, oh, no, no, don't yeah. throw that. It was, uh, yeah, it was not pretty. Um, was, there was one pass where like three guys touched the ball, but nobody picked it off. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, the big story in this game was not even really Lamar Jackson. It was the rookie running back Keaton Mitchell out of East yeah. Carolina. Undrafted. ECU, baby. <laughs> undrafted rookie had nine carries for 138 yards and a touchdown. What mm. the hell happened to the Seahawks run defense? They came into the week with one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. It's supposed to be good. They were not good. I used to go party at ECU, man. They know how to party out there. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> on the shore like that, on that water. Mm. Man. But yeah, uh, that was just a beatdown and a little concerning. The NFC West, man, it's like they're like, no, what do we do without the 49ers? Lose. They lost. And because they lost, the 49ers, who weren't even playing this week, yeah. re- recaptured the, the number one spot in the NFC West, oddly enough. Man. Uh. Uh, they were looking bad. This, uh, somebody mentioned it. Uh, have you been? You're not in the chat, huh? The chat was I, live, man. Everybody, shout out to y'all on the Facebook group that joined us in the chat. Those of you that don't know about it, you can follow us on Facebook uh, or join the Spinfl Pod group on Facebook. Mm. And uh, we have our game time chat that we just started up. This was the first week where we had a game, all well, all of the games, and everybody's just saying their pieces in there. It was really fun. Mm. I, I don't generally like to text and chat while i'm watching football i get it but uh yeah i mean i text with you yeah uh, no, but and, it was, then, uh, and when i'm not then you get stressed I, out you start getting feel, stressed out <laughs> and then I, I do remember like getting texts from you and from some other people during a particularly stressful falcons game uh, I think it was last season, and I think I I wrote everybody. I was like, okay, I can't talk right now. Yeah, <laughs> just like leave me alone. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's a fun thing though. I like that. I I don't mind uh, hopping in there cool. and talking some shit. That's great. Uh, the we predict one thing we got right in our bets this week <laughs> was that mm. there were going to be a lot of points scored in that Texans Bucks game, but I didn't know it was going to be like this, man. I mean, and it should have been another like four points if they had a kicker that wouldn't hurt. I know. At least and, four, like seven points, maybe. 
I, I'm not sure if anyone had Bucks Texans marked as their 2023 game of the year. But honestly, it kind of was. It, it, if you mm-hmm. missed this one, I highly recommend going back and watching it. This yeah, game man. was insane. Baker Mayfield had a had a decent day. Um, Who? Who are you talking about? White Gino. Oh yeah, White Gino. <laughs> he he had a he had a decent day. I mean, it was he he was good. He you know he was twenty one for thirty two hundred sixty five yards, a couple of touchdowns. He didn't throw any picks, so that's great. Um, it, it, Rashad White. Who's who's kind of quietly getting a lot better? He he rushed for seventy three yards. He also had a bunch of receptions too, like forty six yards in receiving. So he he had a great day. Um, he also had two touchdowns. Kate Otten, their tight end, he was good making plays, a couple of touchdowns. I mean, you know, it kind of felt like it was going to be the Baker Mayfield comeback uh, story. Um, but honestly, the Bucks. I mean, what else are you supposed to say about CJ Stroud? I mean, he he breaks He's a rookie record. Got to be. He breaks dude. this rookie record. He throws four hundred and seventy-five yards and five touchdowns. Four seventy and five. How, he, I, I mean, the run That's game amazing. was non-existent. Uh, but it didn't matter because the receivers went absolutely nuclear. Tank Dell had 114 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Dalton Schultz probably had the best game of his career, 130 yards and a touchdown. Noah Brown with 153 yards and a touchdown. He should have been. like He was a cowboy, right, a couple years ago? Yeah. Or last year maybe. Man, I was like, oh, shit, Noah Brown. Good for him. I always liked that dude. Yeah, that's crazy to have three receivers with over 100 yards. But this one was brilliant. I mean, you know, obviously back and forth the whole game, especially mm-hmm. in the second half, White Gino probably thought he had this one in the bag, taking the lead with 46 seconds left. But Stroud said, hold my fucking beer. Dude went yeah. six plays, 75 yards in only 40 seconds to win this game with an Man, absolute a... missile. A yeah. missile. That <laughs> thing was on a rope. It was like. The one before that was an even better throw, too. Hmm. To set up the touchdown. He just, it was a perfect pass. And it let the receiver get his feet in bounds. He caught like over the defender, under the other defender, feet in bounds. It's fucking perfect. I was just in in awe. My brother was calling him Baby Mahomes. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh, might be something. I just kept thinking after this was over, like, how great it must be. I felt really good for the Texans fans. Like this is a franchise that has been through some stuff. Um, They've never really had a lot of stability from the coaching position um, because, you know, the front office of this organization has always been dysfunctional. Um, And then you have the way that the whole Deshaun Watson thing played out, which was probably embarrassing and awful. Um, and now you got your guy. You got your guy. Not only do you have your guy, you got your coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not something that the Texans have been able to say in a long time. Nope. So it's pretty cool. They're like 12 uh, times a charm. Sucks for Jacksonville. They probably thought they were just going to like own this division for the next five years. <laughs> nah, that's about to be a rivalry. Yeah, I think so too. 
Yeah, man. That was a that was a fun one though, man. Then we had uh the Colts and the Panthers. Mm. And uh Oof. Colts yeah. <laughs> Pretty forgettable game though. Bryce Young running for his life. Mm. Just just getting beat up, man. Feeling bad for him. Gardner Minshew being meh. This, mm. Was this worst game of the day? Mm. I guess a I guess a blowout is worse. There were some fun moments in this, but it was... maybe I don't know. I mean, this was, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's sort of the Frank Reich revenge game. Uh, oh yeah, I was, I was which, which turned into a bit of a cakewalk. Thanks mostly to Bryce Young uh, yeah. throwing picks to everyone. He threw three interceptions, two of them pick sixes. Uh, oh, yeah, same both guy. Of, both of the pick sixes went to Kenny Moore. Who check out this stat line? He had two interceptions. Two touchdowns for 115 yards. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a terrible first half for for Bryce Young. In the first half, he went seven for 14, 34 yards. Crazy. Insane. That's disgusting. Mm. Who's their backup? Well, that's a, almost a benchable offense, but I guess Andy you got to go through it. Sandy Dalton. <laughs> Andy Dalton is I kind of would have. I kind of would have. Like two pick sixes. It's like, sorry, bro. And the fact that we're talking about these two games back to back, like Bryce Young was the number one pick in the draft. Oh, yeah. It's been, you know, it's been well reported that Frank Reich wanted CJ Stroud instead of Bryce Young. Oh, But David Tepper Tepper forced him to take uh, Bryce Young. Now, Bryce Young could turn into. A real quarterback at some point. I'm I'm sure he could. I'm not saying he's a bust yet. It's too early to say that. Um, but I will say this: Bryce Young. Um, I I really do think that his physical traits are going to make it. Uh, it's always going to be an uphill climb for him. Always. Yeah. He's so small. He's so fucking small. And people tried to act like, oh, it's not a big deal. And the other thing, and remember, remember when during the draft when CJ, remember this crazy, like weird psychological test that everybody has to take? Mm-hmm. What do they call it? The S2 test or something? It's supposed to test your ability to close, like yeah. react and stress and all this other stuff. Apparently, Stroud f- flunked that test miserably and it became like a storyline. Mm. At the draft, and they start talking about, oh, he might drop, he might slide, uh, and, and people were, oh, Will Levis might actually go in front. You remember, and there were like all kinds mm-hmm. of crazy stories about it. And it turns out that the best metric for trying to decide if somebody's a good quarterback is not the S two test; it's playing football. Just mm-hmm. watch him play football. Watch him. Just watch him play football. And we watched Bryce Young play football in this game, and he was terrible. He's awful. Um. And and this to me the for the Colts was kind of similar to like what I said in the Saints game. They should have blown these dudes out of the water. I mean, uh, uh, over half of their points for the Colts came from these two pick yep. sixes. Without those, this game's tied thirteen to thirteen. Colts, what are you doing? What's going on here? Good point. Uh the uh, the Raiders fired their coach. And stories immediately started coming out. Like, apparently, Josh McDaniels was not liked by many. Yeah. I I have a whole uh, breakdown on that that we can do. Okay. 
in the in the next episode. That okay, it, it's pretty. It's it's worth. I can't wait here to hear that. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, well, yeah, the they, stories they that came are coming out. out of that locker room. They came out. They beat the dog crap out of the Giants, uh, who lost their quarterback for the year, and it doesn't look like things are going to look up at all for them. Can I tell you something that I found astonishing about this when I before the game even started? So back to your original point: the Raiders had fired their coach and their GM. Mm-hmm. They benched their starting quarterback for a rookie out of Purdue, and they were still favored by two points against the Giants before the game started. <laughs> I mean, that's that's dark. Uh, it also turned out to be true. Um, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> again, like you said, Daniel Jones, obviously gone for the year. I think the report is torn ACL. Damn. Um, no contact too, right? Didn't well, he just like step? No, 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 no. It was afterwards. One, yeah, it was after. The first one was contact, and then it, yeah, and then he tried to play through, and it didn't work. Um, oh, so naturally, that brought us another episode of Tommy DeVito, who <laughs> Tommy, was, who was just as bad as I remember him from last week's episode. <laughs> um, Fifteen for twenty, one hundred seventy-five yards, one touchdown pass, but two picks. Uh, I'm not sure it would have mattered who played quarterback. The Raiders played inspired football. Uh, the rookie, As you do. Yeah, the rookie Aiden O'Connell looked fine. Just over 200 yards, no touchdowns, and no picks. Josh Jacobs, easily mm. his best game of the year. Yeah. Um, 26 for 98, two touchdowns. Jacoby Myers had a cheeky touchdown run, which was really nice. Yeah, um, and I like he was like blocking down field and stuff. He seemed super motivated, man. I was yeah. like, he was popping off the screen a bit. Yep. And then, of course, the Raiders' defense took care of the rest, sacking Daniel Jones twice and Tommy DeVito six times. Mad Max Crosby, three sacks all by his damn self. I mean, they were feasting on the Giants. Who, yeah, and Hunter Renfro plays for the Raiders. Yeah, uh, he, he yeah, it was a Hunter Renfro sighting. Go figure. <laughs> um, I would argue that this particular uh, debacle places the Giants firmly in the running for top pick in the draft next year. Hmm. I mean, if they have to seriously start Tommy DeVito for yeah. the remainder of the season, I don't. I don't see them winning another game. Uh, it's so bad. That's a shame. Um, man. The last thing I want to say about this game, and this is crazy. I could not believe this when I read it yesterday. Okay. Now, you know what? Actually, give me the prices right music. <laughs> give me my music. Okay. Jonathan Rollins, the Raiders <laughs> were up 24 to nothing going into halftime of this game. This is the largest halftime lead the Raiders have had in a game since 2010. Can you name the team and the coach who they did this to back in 2010? 2010. I'm going to guess it's the Denver Broncos and Josh McDaniels. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Is it? Uh, is that, that the craziest that. thing you ever heard? Uh, that is crazy. I just I figured it had to be them. Yeah, of <laughs> course of it did. <laughs> I mean, the That's week great. after you fire Josh McDaniels, you go into the half with the biggest lead you've ever had since the since you beat Josh McDaniels. <laughs> <laughs> just like I mean, that's like. This is why I know that the NFL is not scripted. You couldn't possibly have but done that. My question is, how did that guy get another shot at coaching? <laughs> All the signs were there that Josh McDaniels is not a coach, coach material. He 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 uh, started off with a bang in Denver, right? Turned sure. out that he was he was cheating. He got caught cheating. Uh, he got fired because the whole thing got toxic over there. Hmm. Then he took the job for the Colts, hmm. and then said, "Never mind." Leaving, right. fucking up the Colts' uh, season and all of their plans because he turned mm. down the job last minute when they had a press conference already scheduled mm. to welcome him to the team. Mm. And he said, nah, I'm good. I'll stay with uh, Papa Bill. Like, why did any team give this guy another shot? It's so crazy. And hopefully he won't get another shot again because of how toxic he left the situation in uh, in, in Oakland. Not Oakland, in uh, Las Vegas. I don't see... Josh McDaniels ever getting an opportunity to be a head coach again. I, there's no fucking way. Yeah, it's crazy. No way. And I and I think the answer to your question is, you know, despite it's despite the fact that it's proven not to be successful outside of New England, yeah. um, there there's just a lot of deference paid to the whole idea of the Belichick tree. Um, I think that's how we got another job. Um, but I think, I don't think that the Bill Belichick coaching tree is dead. I think it's literally been like sawed in half and thrown down the river. Like, I don't think anyone at this point <laughs> is, has any faith in the Bill Belichick coaching tree. The only person that they people talk about is Brian Flores as a possibility to come from that tree. Sure. Now, and it's like, I'd be scared. I wouldn't. I would understand if teams were like, nah. And then if you think about what happened with him, he went there to Miami, and then the situation got toxic there. Yeah. Is that a Belichick thing? Do people have to be a certain way to be to deal with that type of coach? But Belichick can act like a genius because he's a fucking genius. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it gets kind of uh, it gets a lot more tiresome when you only win two games. Yeah. You know. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
the marquee game of the week was the uh, was the Eagles and the Cowboys. I was excited about it. I stayed up and I watched most of it till I dozed mm. off, and because I went to sleep not knowing who was going to win, it was fun. I loved the intensity between the two. It was a rivalry game, and it turned out Eagles again. I've had, I have not watched the Eagles and been like. I'm impressed. What a team. Best team in the NFC. Haven't felt like that at all, but they find a way to fucking win, and I don't know what else to say about that. It's weird. It is kind of weird. It's weird that they're they're up there. It feels like like how you mentioned about the Steelers and how a couple Mm. years ago how they were and how the uh, Vikings were last year. It's like when I watch them play, I'm not super impressed, but then you can't argue with eight and one. I feel like it has to be the coaching. I mean, yeah. I I really do, and I think I think this game came down to coaching as well. Um, yeah. I mean, the Cowboys went toe to toe with the Eagles, but in the end, they came up short when it mattered most yeah. a couple of times. Um, but you know, obviously, at the end, the ball in hand, deep in Eagles territory, they get a false start that pushes them back, and they take a huge eleven yard sack. The game ends on a third and 26 yard down where Dak throws it to CD lamb, but lamb fumbles the ball away. And the fat lady starts singing from there. I mean, otherwise Mm. it's a great night by Dak Prescott, you know, 29 for 44, 374 yards passing three touchdowns. I mean, how the hell did CD lamb have 191 receiving yards, but no touchdowns. That's, that's insane. Um, I don't think you could ask Dak Prescott to do much more than what he did. Um, could but you ask Hurts to do less with <laughs> 23 attempts? <laughs> yeah. They know they're, where their bread is buttered, man. They and he's obviously – he's. you could see that he's playing with a knee injury. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that was an ugly uh, – when his knee went sideways like that. Mm. Yeah, he might be – they might have to look at that. Well, luckily the that they're knee going bent. To- they're going into their bye as well, so that's good for them. I mean, like you said, they, the Eagles did what they do, and honestly, this tush push thing is kind of amazing. I mean, like how many teams, yeah. how many teams out there are truly playing with four downs? It, it yeah. makes such a huge difference. Um, yeah, you have to hope they get a holding call or something. And as we saw when they played the Dolphins, referees don't call penalties on them. So mm. it's like yes, I remember. I saw that. I did see that. <laughs> and they say uh, the idea. Uh, somebody was saying. I heard somebody saying something about the. Uh, there they jump early on every touch push play. Hmm. Like they go before the snap. And I saw they showed a uh, they showed a, a side view of it, and one of the players. It's like the guard or the tackle from the right side jumped like sideways like his body sideways mm. almost like a like a log that they're gonna push that as well like to get everybody back out of the way i was like man they are really so creative it's crazy yeah, it's, a, it's a creative thing and it's a it's fascinating i don't know how long the league's gonna let it exist mm. but i don't know man you gotta stop it they'll figure something out to stop mm. it somebody will figure something yeah. out yeah but it was it's it's fun right now. It's like the Wildcat. I in the it's kind of cool, yeah. I mean, Hurts, you know, despite the knee, obviously looked good and clearly found time to throw a touchdown pass to AJ Brown 
Devonta Smith. Yeah. Gainwell had a really fun rushing touchdown where he did that flip over the dude. That was pretty dope. Wow, that was nice. Yeah. Uh, AJ Brown didn't his, his streak ended. Yeah, with uh, sixty six yards. Mm-hmm. Cowboys run game is sneaky bad this year, which I think was a big difference in this game. The whole idea that Pollard was just going to be the top running back has not really panned out. Um, not sure. I don't know who to blame for that. I would say it's probably Mike McCarthy. I mean, because how could you go from, I mean, he was so clearly the best running back, like one of the best running backs in the league last year. And yeah, I guess you could focus on him now, but it just feels like they're not, they're just, I don't know. I don't know if they're not scheming it up right or what, but. Um, maybe it's the With loss the of Kellen Moore. Maybe you lose Kellen Moore and he, I don't know. I don't, uh, Eagles defense, man. That's one thing I'm, they can. I, I don't disagree with that, but I'm just mean like, this has been a problem for them all year. Like, like yeah. Pollard, you know, just hasn't really had that great of a season regardless of who they play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a, it was a fun game though. Um, a fun game for me to watch because I hate, this rivalry team of mine. Mm. Buffalo Bills getting beat by the Bengals and looking bad. Loved mm. it. Loved mm. it. Ate it up Mm-mm-mm-mm. the next morning when I watched it. Oh, it's fantastic. I watched it. I think I've watched it twice. Or at least the highlights and then the game in 40 just to see just the just Josh Allen just losing the game for his team. So, oh. Yeah, I watched the game in 40 last night. Uh, yeah, Bengals won 24 to 18. Both teams scored on their opening drives, but then the Bills did that thing where they, they go to sleep while the other team keeps scoring points. Uh, and then they have to play catch up, which, you know, didn't work. And the Bengals left points on the, on the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, True. Chase dropped a touchdown. Uh, Burrow missed them on another one. It's mm-hmm. like, they could have like... They were they handily beat the Bills. The Bills continue to have some turnover issues. I mean, Allen had, I mean, he had a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown, but he also threw a pick. Dalton Kincaid had a really costly fumble at a key point in the game. Um, and, and meanwhile, Joe Burrow is just, I mean, more or less he he's cooking, man. I mean, they, obviously they start the year zero and three. Now they won five straight. He's thirty one for forty four in this game, three hundred and forty eight yards and a couple of touchdown passes, and he's starting to spread it out too. You know, I mean, obviously the Bills were keying in on on Jamar Chase, um, but you know, so he was like, "Fuck it, I'll just throw it to Irv Smith Jr. and Drew Sample to get our touchdowns." <laughs> it's like, who the fuck is Drew Sample? <laughs> T. <laughs> uh, Higgins stepped up eight for yeah. one ten. Joe Mixon looks good. He's been looking good the last couple of weeks. Um, Tyler so, Boyd, man, that was another one. Like Tyler Boyd looked good. I was like, uh, I was very impressed by Bengals, man. And then Lou Anarumo, man, because Buffalo's yeah. gonna have to get that mindset of we need to outscore everybody. Our defense is decimated by injuries. Let's go nuts. Let's go nuclear on offense. And uh, Anna Rumo was like, not so fast. And hmm. kind of just, just yeah. I don't know, squeezed them. <laughs> and I mean, and uh, Allen was running all over the place, too. Yeah, we kind of had a feeling that they were going to take the leash off in this game. Um, yeah. 
because honestly, at this point, it feels like a must-win game. Um, when you have two teams like this, um, I and and while I feel obviously I feel great for the Bengals, I, I will say they're not quite out of the woods yet. No, uh, because as I mentioned, everyone in the AFC North continues to win games. The Ravens. Obviously, that makes sense, but because the Steelers and the Browns keep win- winning, despite some of the odd circumstances and 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 their roster construction and all that kind of stuff, the Bengals are still technically in last place in the division, even though I kind of think of them as better than everyone, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. or yeah. at, at the very least, better than the Steelers and the Browns for sure. Basically, yeah. it means that there's like their margin for error is still yep. zero. I mean, they have to keep playing perfect football. Yeah. So. No hiccups. No hiccups, Bengals. Mm. Can't afford it. Uh, and in the final game of the week, the Jets played the Chargers. Speaking of hiccups. No, that's vomit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a hic. You know, like sometimes when you burp and, and a little vomit. Yeah, the hot dog, out, little hot dog burp. Like, it always oh. tastes like a hot dog. I haven't eaten a hot dog in a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, the Jets. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert looked like not that good, man. No. But the Jets defense showed why they're so good, and it just makes you feel bad, man. Like, this shouldn't be happening. Zach Wilson had to throw the ball 49 times. I'm oh so pissed. Oh, my God. The last drive, we had bet him to go under 205 yards. Hmm. The last drive, he drives them all the way down, doesn't score a touchdown, and then hmm. busts the... Uh, <laughs> Just ruin our bet. Gets 260 yards. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Wow, 33 for 49, 263 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he yeah. got sacked eight times. So much, yeah. And fumbled the ball three times. Garrett yep. Wilson also had a fumble. Um, so that, that may be... But yeah, you're right. The, again... The Chargers, I think, I'm starting to feel the same way about the Chargers, the Colts, and the Saints. These are um, average football teams uh, that should be better than what they really are. Yeah. I think it's time. To, the Colts really need – I mean, they put – it looks good. 27-6. to six. Wow. We're ready. They just blew out uh didn't they blow somebody out last week too? But when when you watch it, it's like mm. they need a change, man. I mean, good okay, so the good news for the Chargers, Austin Eckler had a really nice game, a couple of touchdowns. Uh who else? Keenan Allen. Man, he was saving ten- some bad throws, man. He His made catch an radius ins- is insane. He he yeah. made an insane catch. He also kind of joined the ten thousand yards receiving club. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. which is pretty significant, obviously a great career. Um, but yeah, I, I think also, you know, I mean, the funny part about this was like it, the way this game started, both teams, it looked like we were in for a stinker, right? Both teams start the game three and out, right? Yeah. Chargers go three and out, Jets go three and out. Uh, but when the Jets put the ball, uh, little man gets it and takes it to the house. Who was it? Darius Davis? Was that his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Davis, rookie out of TCU. Yeah. Takes that shit all the way to house just to get the party started. So that yeah. that was a nice 
touchdown cushion that they got from their special teams. Um, so yeah, but yeah, um, I continue to find the Los Angeles chargers to be suspect. I don't trust. Yes. Them. Yes. And speaking of you, you, you mentioned punchable faces earlier. Kellen Moore, man. Jeez. Mm. That dude's face is so punchable. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, that was it. That was the last game. We've gone through all the games. Uh, we can do some uh, superlatives if you got some. If you got any. Mm. MVP. I'm gonna go with a bit of a twofer. Both both from the Texans. First is <laughs> Dare. Ogan Bowale. Yeah. My Nigerian brother. Third string. Yeah, the new Nigerian nightmare. Third string running back who came in and took over kicking duties when Texas kicker Kaimi Fairbairn got hurt. Dude kicked a 29-yard field goal in a close win. And every time he kicked the ball off, he put it through the back of the end zone. Yeah, man. What a badass. Yeah, shout out to him, man. He was my honorable mention of the world. Yeah, but, I mean, honestly, the main MVP of the week for me has got to be C.J. Stroud, who I personally just locked up Rookie of the Year honors this week, going 30 for 42, 470 yards, zero picks, five fucking touchdown passes, rookie record, blasted three separate wide receivers to have over 100 yards in this game. Uh, and when they needed it most, with barely 40 seconds left on the clock, Stroud puts the team on his back, leads the team to victory. Uh, unbelievable in performance. I, I'm I couldn't be more impressed with CJ Stroud. He's my You're the real MVP. Um, I had the same two people, man. I had an honorable mention for my Nigerian brother, daughter Ogun Bowale, and. Uh, CJ Stroud, man, you said this guy was the most NFL-ready quarterback of the draft. I believed you, but good golly, he came out guns a-blazing. Yes, I said good golly, and had him a record-setting Sunday with 470 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, quarterback rating of 147.8. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Those final two throws of that game-winning drive were nothing short of spectacular. The cover two-beater throw that I thought Trevor Lawrence was the best at was thrown to perfection by Stroud to set up that final score. He was amazingly poised throughout the game. He was bigger than the moment and not the other way around. I'd offer a salute to the young man, but I have a feeling there's going to be plenty of praise for him in the next few years. C.J. Stroud. You the real MVP. My trash, man. Arthur Smith. (laughs) I almost don't want to say another word. I'm that, sorry, Skiff. I know, but honestly, that you, you're you're right. You could just you could just cut it just off. Just end there. it right there. Everybody <laughs> knows. Yeah, yeah, good one, Arthur Smith. Well, I'm I'm sorry, Skiff, but I got to give it to your boy on this one. Do it. Uh, as a professional football coach, you cannot lose back to back games to guys taking starting snaps for their team for the first time. Will Levis came out in his debut. And and beat Smith's team and looks looked amazing. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, this guy's the next." Thing. And then we see him the next week, and it's like, "Oh, he's a regular quarterback." <clears throat> Made him look like a god. Then the next week, <clears throat> he's starting up. This other guy's coming out, like you said, Hall is out here looking like a another. Like, oh my God, here we go. 
And then he gets hurt, and you're like, okay, Joshua Dobbs, who woke up in the morning, hurried to the Vikings facility, realized he had on Cardinals gear, changed into (laughs) correct uniform, shook hands with his teammates for the first time. Uh, (laughs) He watched the quarterback get hurt, comes in, not knowing the plays, and figures out how to beat an Arthur Smith-led team. It's embarrassing. The, there have to be some serious conversations and possible trips to the principal's office after these last two weeks. And at least for this week, Arthur Smith. You are trash! Well, so far, you and I appear to be on the same page with MVP and trash. Yeah. Because honestly, for the love of God, Arthur Smith, what are we doing here? Um <clears throat> I'm not going to reiterate my rant from earlier, but this does have to be one of the most pathetic and embarrassing losses for any team in the NFL this year. Blowouts are like whatever. Embarrassing is losing a game like this that was so insanely winnable at multiple points in the game. Right. Most notably a particular second-half possession. Falcons get a sack fumble return that puts us on the Vikings' one-yard line. First play, false start. (laughs) First and goal from the six, five-yard pass to our number two tight end, Jonu Smith. Second down was a failed jet sweep to Jonu Smith who is quite possibly the slowest skilled position player on our <laughs> roster for no gain. Uh, third down was a, he had a big woeful- play though. He did. Again. Yeah. Third down a was slogan. a woefully unimaginable attempt to just try and barrel Tyler Algier into the end zone, which mm. is exactly what the Vikings thought we were going to do. <laughs> it turned into a four yard loss and we settled for a field goal. The fact that Bijan wasn't even on the field. Hell, even Kyle Pitts would have been a better choice for a jet sweep play. Okay? And also, how the Falcons, with a few exceptions, acted like the Vikings' 35-yard line was like essentially the end of the earth where we just could not pass and had to kick only field goals from there. Given the safety sack, uh, the field possession battle that we were winning by a sizable margin, the Falcons could have been up by three scores at the half if Arthur Smith knew what the fuck he was doing. And and now I'm hearing, or actually they changed it. He said immediately after the game that he ha- he was gonna he wasn't sure whether Heineke was gonna start next week. We might have to go back to Desmond Ritter. I now he's changed his mind. He he's he said Heineke's gonna start. Um, all that aside, I feel like Arthur Smith has completely lost the plot. He acts like a rich, entitled dick in his press conferences, like like he's too rich to be wrong. He's rude. Mm. He's snippy. Yeah. He's condescending. And his overall record is 18 and 25. He just lost to a quarterback who didn't even know the plays. And I don't think he should be an NFL coach because mm. he's so clearly a giant pile of steaming trash. Wow. <laughs> you are trash! I don't know. It was a giant pile. <laughs> mm. Giant pile of steam and trash. 
Uh, who's your, what's your shit got learned? Um, my shit got learned. Have you really thought about the state of the quarterback position in the NFL? Yes, man. It was all, man. I almost wrote that. I'm glad I didn't. We can't have the same everything. (laughs) I mean, think about it. The AFC is obviously better, right? When has it been worse? When has it been worse when you think about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The AFC is obviously better. You got Mahomes, you got Allen, you got Burrow, Lamar, Tua, Herbert, if I have to. But think about the NFC. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about right now. Okay. You got Hertz, you got mm-hmm. Dak, and you got Goff. The next tier is like Golf band top a, tier. <laughs> I know. The next the next the next tier is like falling off a cliff. Okay. It's like falling off a of Mount Everest, right? You got Sam Howell, Damn. Daniel Jones, Tommy DeVito, Jordan Love, Tyson Bajant, Ritter <laughs> slash Heineke, uh, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, Brett Rippon, Clayton Toon. I know there's more, but honestly, who cares? After thinking about this. Oh, I don't forget th- the 49ers quarterback, though. Brock Man, Purdy. Fuck. You didn't mention him. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Re- he's not a real quarterback. Gino. He's also not been good this year. Yeah, I'm just true. saying, like, the, if yeah. you take, like, three yeah. quarterbacks from the NFC who you would, like, be like, okay, I believe this guy could win me a game. After that, it's like, yeah, eh, maybe Brock Purdy? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, after thinking about this, I feel like the shit that I learned this week is that this year is the best year I have seen in a very long time where I feel like a non-quarterback player has a legitimate shot at winning the MVP, Mm, right? Tyreek, A.J. Brown, McCaffrey, they're all out here doing some historic shit and in my mind should be the front runners for league MVP. I'm sure Hertz will probably swoop in and get it at the end, but honestly, I feel like this should be the year. 2012, Adrian Peterson was the last guy to do it, and I just feel like – because the defenses are playing so well this year and the quarterbacks are struggling. I just kind of, I just feel like this could be the year. Mm. Wow. Good one, man. Um, my shit got learned is mm. that this week, mm. the Vikings really exposed the jets. I know they didn't play each other. Mm-hmm. But the Jets' front office is getting a free pass while going out there and pretending their hands are tied with their quarterback situation. Oh, they're not a hundred percent. They're not a hundred percent stuck with Zach Wilson. He is not a top forty quarterback in the league. <laughs> that means there are, if you're doing the math, eight backups probably better than him. I should have written them down because I'm sure I could find. Eight backups in the league that are better than Zach Wilson. Uh, And there's no reason that the Jets are not kicking the tires on some options that are out there. And I'm not saying they would have won this game uh, against the uh, Chargers with a Carson Wentz or Colt McCoy or Colin Kaepernick. But you have to at least keep your team motivated and trotting out an obviously unqualified quarterback with obviously better guys being out there is not going to exactly win over your locker room. And then on the same day that we see Zach Wilson sputtering around and getting bullshit uh, uh, garbage time yards at the end of the game, we see the Vikings go out, find a guy that's going to make the season matter in Josh Dobbs, who ends up getting thrown in the game and winning the game anyway. 
Mm. In that locker room, though they're all fans of Kirk Cousins, all wearing a shirt in support of Kirk Cousins, is rallying around this new quarterback now that's going to help them make this season matter because they're all playing for the season and they don't give a fuck about the draft and all that other shit that the fans and the front office does. So the Vikings really expose the Jets who are uh, looking like they're worrying about the wrong thing right now. That's a very interesting point. I feel like Josh Dobbs is probably making multiple franchises look bad. Right yeah, now. man. Um, it's like I mean, how are, how are you not like do, if you care if you you're telling your fans we're doing everything all we care about is winning. Your quarterback got hurt. We see it's the most it's the most important thing. You know what I'm saying? It's the most important thing is quarterback. As we look around the league, as what you just said. We're uh, have to. You know, we've never seen the quarterback situation looking like this. That means you got a shot. Mm. You got a shot. You get somebody who's uh, who's decent. Uh, Carson Wentz is better than Zach Wilson. I feel. I really do. I f- this take that I had last week that there needs to be a separate salary cap for backup quarterbacks. I I feel like or an exception of some sort. You know what I mean? I, like. I feel like I feel like I'm becoming more and more convinced of this. I agree. Like, by the day, uh, I think man, even if it's not a salary cap, then a salary cap exception. Like if you lose, you know, this play, like maybe every team can designate a salary cap exception player. That's like if this person goes down, then mm-hmm. I can access this extra salary cap exception fund or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's one way to do it. So it's not just quarterback. Like, oh, no, I really, if I lose, I don't know, my Max Crosby, I want to be able to, uh, I guess quarterback is more important. But But you know what I'm saying. I think it's a great thing or something needs to be out there because, unfortunately, when we get them out there like that, then. There's a lot of bad football from what I watch. Agreed. And we don't need that. Yep. Uh, scariest AFC team right now. I'm gonna go with the team that's coming into form in the uh, Bengals. Mm. I know people might say the Chiefs, the defense is uh, with their defense being so good, but their offense still isn't scaring me that much, man. They didn't even muster up a point in the second half of the game. <laughs> so mm. I gotta go with the Bengals, man. Their offense is Joe Burrow is looking better than ever, actually, and their defense is uh, looking nasty. So I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I'm going to go Ravens. Mm. Yeah, I see that. I feel like um I feel like they're playing inspired football and I don't even really feel like they're played their best game yet. Yeah. Um and they're also showing how they can beat you in different ways with different players and like this this is a scary football team and that defense is I read somewhere yesterday like this is the best defense since the Ravens defense. <laughs> oh wow! Since the Ravens defense that won, or yeah, like they're allowing 2000. the fewest, they're allowing the fewest like points per game uh, since the Ravens defense since that same two thousand Ravens. It's, it's pretty impressive. I'm gonna go Ravens. Okay. Uh, scariest NFC team. Who you got? I'm gonna stick with the Eagles. Um, yeah. You know, again. Not it's mostly because they just keep stacking wins, and also this victory over the Cowboys means that they're basically running away with that division now. Um, yeah, 
I mean, it's it's like. Well, they got a gauntlet coming, so we'll they see. do. We'll know they, in five weeks. I it, that can be a good thing too, though. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Definitely, it could, for, it could force them to play their best football going mm-hmm. into the playoffs. So we'll that's see. great. Mm-hmm. I got to go with the Eagles as well. I think uh, the fact that the Lions got their ass whooped the last time we saw them doesn't help. You know, so Eagles mm-hmm. are just, they keep winning. They grind it out. It might not be beautiful, but it is what it is, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as putting spec, I'm putting some spec on uh, Josh Dobbs' name. Mm-hmm. Um, He wasn't super disrespected, but he was just kind of an afterthought. People were like, ah, oh, this guy, you know, he's fun. He'll do all right. But to come in, not know the plays, get them explained to you in the huddle in 45 seconds, <laughs> and then executing to the best of your ability, leading the team in rushing, and uh, willing your team to victory. Like the embrace at the end of the game said it all when uh, O'Connell was like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for what you've done for us today. And mm. good things ahead. I can't wait to see him with some uh, actual knowledge of the offense behind him. So right now you got to uh, – Josh Dobbs is telling people. Put some respect on my name. You think they gave him the game ball? Nah. <laughs> Addison. <laughs> Addison got the game ball. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give it to the right tackle. Yeah, man. Hold it down, man. I know you're not left-handed, but I mean, (laughs) the non-blind spot blocker. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. I know we talk about him a lot on this podcast, but I learned something this week that I feel like isn't being talked about enough. Mm. Did you know that the Steelers, who are 5-3, and have been outgained in all – Eight of their games that they've played in this season. Wow. I've also learned that they are the 34th team in NFL history to be outgamed through eight games, but they are the only team to do so and still have a winning record. That is <laughs> astonishing. Yes. And at this point, I feel like I would sell a kidney to have this man as my coach. Mike Tomlin <laughs> should be the coach of the year. Yeah. And I think everybody needs to. It's just, crazy that he's never gotten it. Just, just fucking put some spec on this man's name. You got to give this man coach of the year. He's 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 too good. Uh, man, my timing was off. My timing was off. I don't know if you do. You mute your phone during the uh, during these recordings. Oh, okay, uh, never mind. I no, wanted your phone to start saying, all I do is win, win, <laughs> win, no matter what. <laughs> I was trying to get your, uh, I was trying to get that. That's all. Who the fuck? I wanted your phone to say, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Isn't that your ringtone? Or is that it just is, your alarm? It didn't. No, it is that, but I don't know why it didn't do that when you called. Oh, okay. That's all I wanted, because that's what that guy does, man. He just wins. He does. <laughs> I don't have that as a sound, so I thought your phone could do it for me. <laughs> uh, not fair. All right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's this episode, man. This has been a fun one. Week nine is in the books. Uh oh, here we go. Here we go.
man. On that note, we're going to get out of here, man. Thank y'all so much for checking out this episode of Spin FL, man. It was, it was fun, and we'll be back to predict all of the things that are going to go down in the next week of football. So stay tuned for that. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Skiff me, sorry. With Spin FL. Peace. Later, y'all. You down to do one on Thursday? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.